Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that is back for the new season. Bright and bushy-tailed, full of spunk and vim and vigour. We've had a couple of months off after our gargantuan 50th episode, which of course featured uh, head coach Zach Taylor. Uh, So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back into the archives and have a little tickle on that one. Uh, And I'd say we're refreshed, but maybe we are, maybe we aren't, I don't know. Uh, But now the season has officially started, training camp is underway, the buzz is in the air, everyone's super excited. Um, It seemed like a good idea to to get this show back on the road. and that means lots of things going on from now until next February, when, of course, the Bengals will lift the Vince Lombardi trophy. Um, now then, uh, there you go. That's a nice little introduction there in the corner. You can guess he's already making strange noises. Um, with me for season three, as he likes to call it, is the almond to my magnum, the pork to my scratchings, the hottie to my body, and the tiger to my stripe. It's Nathan Palmer, everybody. How you doing, Paul? It's been a while, isn't it? But it has been. You're sounding fresh as anything this time. That's Start what... season three, you're like a new man. It's like there's a bit of energy and vigour in your voice. Like, I love it. You know, I was coming back here today. I was like, I hope Paul's doing all right. Like, I hope he's ready to go. You smashed it out of the park with that intro, so I'm happy. There you go. Well, as long as it meets your approval, that's the main thing. Oh, it absolutely. But does. how are you feeling? How's you? I mean, we had a couple of months off. The last time I think we recorded this, we were in Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you've been probably here, there and everywhere on cheap Eastern European holidays <laughs> like you normally do. Um, you have actually been to Italy. Yeah, we went. I went to um, Bulgaria, <laughs> Turkey. Of course, you have Georgia yeah. and Azerbaijan. You know? oh, yeah. as you do, mate. As you, do. You, know, you just pop it's, over yeah. to Azerbaijan. You, you go to all the popular places, that's don't it, you? That's it, that's all the it. package holiday places. Um, well, it is great to be back, isn't it? I oh, think. It's, it's better. There's a t- so much to go through and quite a lot of bad stuff, but some good stuff as well. So, and I think you know the NFL is one of those funny things because you, you don't have it for so long and you get so used to it and you're sort of like, oh, you know, in the first couple of months feel like forever. And then I always feel like when it comes to July, you know, you'll see one of those tweets there. Someone's like, oh, the preseason starts in like three weeks. You're like, what? Like, you know, and literally now, what, we're probably just over a month away, you know, five, six weeks away from the start of the season. So well, we're only two weeks away from the from the first preseason game. Crazy, isn't it? Which is insane. And mm. it's against the Chiefs. So that's going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah, and that's mad, isn't it? Um, really mad. So, you know, we're, we're strapped in. We're ready to go. Um... And there's, as I say, there's lots to talk about. But first of all, I'd just like to say thanks. We, those who follow us on social media, might have seen that we had our summer party and meet up, and the launch of our Bengals UK beer at the weekend at the Two Tribes Brewery in North London, in some weird, random industrial state in the middle of nowhere. Um, but I'd just like to say thank you so much to everyone who came. There was the hardcore like Nathan and. Uh, and Jamie and Matt Moon and Pete Danswell and Tim Knowles and Simon Hunter. Uh, but there were some people I hadn't met before. Rosie and Ben came down, so thanks to those guys. Uh, Matthew and Cara. There was there was um, John from, I think he's from um, uh, around here. Um, uh, you know, Chris and Danny, who I'd not met before from High Wickham, so thanks a lot for coming. And yeah, people yeah. came from all over the shop, you know. Yeah, yeah. There was Adam, really the American turnout. guy. Um, really fantastic turnout. And more importantly, we managed to get rid of the beer. 200 cans of Tiger Stripe gone. <clears throat> In four hours. Madness, How about that? We had a couple of games. About 30 odd, didn't you? No, I think Tom McDowell had about 50 <laughs> on his own. But uh, 
because uh, I was worried that you know because we only had these beer, the, these two hundred cans for the day, and uh, I was worried that I was going to be saddled with uh, kind of a big bill at the end of the night having to pay yeah, no, for the for the that. extras. <laughs> but then as soon as Tom McDowell walked through the door and said, "Right, don't worry about it. I'll sort it out." Um, I was, I was. You I couldn't was, even see the table. It was just full of those uh, white cans. Someone couldn't see the table by the end of the night, could they? <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, but seriously, thank you so much. You know, um, meetups are. You know, we do this podcast and it's a laugh and all the rest of it. But really, the the meetups, the lifeblood. I think you know, it's it is the opportunity to meet other Bengals fans and uh, and and kind of enjoy that surreal experience where you actually get to talk to Bengals fans, fellow Bengals fans. In the same room, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not on social media. You can, t- you know, it's face to face, and uh, it's it's a surreal experience, but quite cool one. And I, it's really funny because I um, I stuck on a couple of uh, classic Bengals games on the on the telly. That Seahawks one's a good shout. And I put on the Bengals Seahawks game yeah. from twenty fifteen or sixteen. I can't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. fifteen. I think a great game. And uh, Rosie came with her uh, partner, Ben, who was a Seahawks fan. And he was sl- slightly mortified. That, and I, I didn't clock it, honestly, Ben. Ben, if you're listening, I did not clock it. But um, he had to endure the the game. And, of course, Rosie has only been a Bengals fan for a year. So for her to see that, it was actually quite uh, exciting for her. So, um, But anyway, yes, we, we appreciate everyone coming down. Everyone. It was Martin, and there was that the sole... Ravens fan uh, Ian, who's a lovely guy. Um, um, you know, there was loads of people there, and it was really good fun. Really good pizza. The beer was good. Uh, everyone had... show. We'll give the fans. They want to know. Like we've brewed our own beer, and we ain't even given them some tasting notes. So well, what, it's their... what are you saying about it? Well, we'll come to that a bit later. Someone has specifically asked for okay. a beer review. Okay. Um, but yes, it was it was brilliant, and uh, thank you everyone for coming down. Now um, the. The conundrum here mm. in this episode is because we've been away for a while and a lot has happened, how on earth do you, uh, g- you know, kind of get through? I mean, everyone's kind of had their, had their opinions on what has happened and I'm yep. doing that inverted commas thing with my fingers, what has happened. Um, so we're going we're gonna to do our own sort of little kind of catch-up version Um and we're going to do it. Uh, I've made a, a kind of uh, what would you call that on the table? Like a crap wheel out of paper with things drawn on. Mate, it's good effort though. It's like you know, I can see back in the day, you must have been an avid watcher of Art Attack. <laughs> oh, you know Art I mean? Attack <laughs> or Blue Peter. You know, there's like a nice bit of craft work. Were you, that. Are you young enough or old enough rather to remember Heart to Heart? No, no, Tony Hart. Is that what, what was his name? It was it was the precursor to Art Attack. It was this kindly old guy. Who just kind of made things, and there was Morph. Do you remember Morph? Yeah, oh, that little yeah, plasticine yeah, feel. Yeah. And he yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, he yeah. was on that, and uh, and there was Mr. Bennett. The anyway, what am I talking about? Did that of Art Attack, and it was he? Is he? Is he, is he, hey, is he a pedophile? Was he? Wow, what? Tony Hart, a pedo. No, the geezer off the Art Attack. 
Neil, Neil Harris? Is no, it? we might be getting into litigious areas here. Yeah. If anybody's listening uh, related to Neil Buchanan. Um, <laughs> He's either dead or a paedophile. <laughs> which would you rather be? That's a, that's a different kind. Anyway, this has taken a dark turn, listeners. We should get out of this very quickly. Uh, the answer is no, I don't think, to, to both. What, you're alive and not feeding. Yeah, I just wanted to make that absolutely clear because uh, I'm sorry, Neil. Yeah, he was good. Anyway, so <laughs> I thought. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to it, right? Um, Maybe before we geezer, get sued. Sorry. Maybe it was the geese that was the voice of that. No, you, let's not even think about that because we're going to get Project Utree round here <laughs> knocking on the door in a minute. Right. Okay. Uh, so I made a wheel, yeah. and it's got a pointy, spinny thing. Is it going to work? Uh, well, let's let's see. Anyway, we're going to play, Nathan, The Wheel of Misfortune. Come on, if you're going to say The Wheel of Misfortune, you've got to do it more of like, The Wheel of Misfortune. And then well, well I like, can't do it. You've, you've just got to edit it. some music in the back of it. Like, like, all right, all right. Yeah, where like that, that thunder and lightning goes behind an old haunted house. Like, uh, well, I haven't got that. I've got something knockabout you, and you're funny. Good, you're a good editor. Like, you could get some nice, nice like, haunted house. Like, I can, but I've got a really nice little up, upbeat sort of uh, thing. All right, fair enough. All right, you do it then. Do it upbeat. So you're, you're going to, only if you promise to edit it in the background so I don't sound like a... No, no, I will do it. I will do it. Ready? Right, really? Go on, do it. The Wheel of Misfortune. <laughs> well, yes, the Bengals' Wheel of Misfortune, and uh, we have eight categories uh, to get through. And um, let's have a look, shall we? Uh, let, which one is first? Quite oh, a good spin. It's a good spin. Come on, come on. Go on, son. And we have... We have um, Tyler Boyd. It's just gone into Tyler Boyd's area. It's off to a positive start. It is, isn't it? Um, so what you're saying, obviously Tyler Boyd has been uh, has reached an agreement for an extension, a four-year extension, $43 million, I believe. I'm not quite sure how it's structured. But, uh, Nathan, your thoughts on the Tyler Boyd extensione? It's hard to dislike that, isn't it? And I know, obviously, we have something that we'll come on to later. But I think with, you know, I think Boyd's earned it. I don't think anyone can argue that. He had a fantastic year last year that was massively propelled by the year before with that game against the Ravens. Um, I think he's... I'm a big believer in the NFL to be a really good team. It's always very, very good to have two quality wide receivers. And I think, you know, if AJ can keep it together and... You know, Boyd can really play at the level that he produced last year, and he was exceptional last year. And if he can carry on at that, I think we've got ourselves a very, very good deal. It's it's important, I think, to re- retain your own players. And I think in the past, losing you know very good wide receivers in Marvin Jones and Mo Sanu, um, I'm buzzing that we've been able to retain um, Tyler Boyd, who by all accounts it seems like a good locker room guy as well and a good professional. So I'm I'm excited about that. Our old chum, uh, Jay Morrison, ex-guest of Cincinnati, the athlete of the Athletic these days, writes some fantastic training camp reports. Um, he said uh, or suggested that the Bengals, by signing Tyler Boyd, that was a surefire sign that they had um, learnt their lessons really, because they weren't, you know, they weren't prepared to pay Marvin Jones what he was demanding. They let Mo Sanu go. 
and they've gone and ha- gone on to have sort of very productive careers elsewhere and good luck to them but um it sh- but maybe they they sort of changed their mind and maybe we'll get on to obviously uh, AJ Green at some point um but he you know perhaps AJ was kind of in the background the thinking that you know we need insurance really yeah, and yeah. they weren't prepared to let him to let him go so yeah i agree i think it was a fantastic um deal really for the bengals it seemed like a, a good deal for both parties really and you're right he had a fantastic season last year and i think if ever they get on the same pitch again they they will be a, they will be one of the nfl's better wide oh, receiving I, I think if you know both playing at their best both healthy i think they'd be probably a top certainly a top 7 or 8 duo Right, I think you know if they're both healthy. I think I certainly think they'll probably be the best tandem in the AFC North. Yes, you I know, don't. Landry and Beckham would be a very, very close. I think it'd be very close between the two of them. Yeah, I think absolutely. you, know, you get a lot of Browns fans telling you otherwise, but yes, I think yeah. they'd be better than the Steelers one and two. I think they'd be better than the Ravens one and two. So yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. good weapons for Andy Dalton there. You know, again, obviously all coming down to the health and yeah, other yeah. bits and pieces. But overall, very good sign, and I think we'd all agree. Yeah. Right, let's spin that wheel of misfortune, shall we? Let's do it. Ooh, it's like a roulette. Ooh, it is a little bit. Yep, it's Jonah Williams. Now, um, this is the first big knock. Um, something was wrong. We didn't know quite what. And then the news came out that I think it was a torn pectoral, wasn't it? Yeah. So he's got to have an operation, but that rules him out pretty much for the year. Um, and as ever, Bengals, Twitter and social media went into free fall. The wailing and gnashing of teeth, you could hear it from here. <clears throat> you know, the self-flagellation, we're rubbish, we're awful, the Bengals are awful, blah, blah, blah. Um what 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 was your first feelings when you heard about Jonah? I think like everyone else, I was gutted. I think I think coming into this season, I think, you know, Zach Taylor's brought a lot of energy and he's saying all the right things, he's doing all the right things, and I think everyone was happy with that first round pick. I not not everyone I would say, you know, was absolutely like thrilled and but I think very it was a very solid good pick. He's a seemed like a really good he seems like a really good guy. You know, a lot of people viewed him as the best tackle in the draft. We desperately needed a tackle. You know, we sat there on this podcast. You know, everyone in the media has said, we need a tackle. We need someone long-term. You know, we tried Obawehi. We tried Jake Fisher. We went out there that time and tried to plug them in. It didn't work. And I think everyone was excited by him. I think, you know, he's coming into the clubhouse. You know, I think that some of the O-line guys took him out for dinner. It was all seeming like it was positive. I think Dalton went and met up with him. Awful, it really is, and I mean, I'm not. You can't. I mean, I'm not going to be one of those people that's writing his old career off before it's even started by any means. But it's really not ideal for a rookie to lose no, his whole first no. year. And we look what happened with Sedaway. He is the same thing, and I think there's a pattern with those rookies. And I'm not suggesting it's related in any way or there's a correlation, but. It's not, you know, you miss your first year, you look at John Ross, he's still, I mean, you know, he's slightly improved, but it took him a very long time to get there. You know, Billy Price, we'll see what happened after his rookie year last year, being cut short. And obviously with Abwehi, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not saying, you know, you miss your first year, you never recover, but it's a real, like, humdinger for us, not only for him as a pro, 
But for our O-line, that's a massive loss there because, by all accounts, he was going to be the start of week one. Well, they they, they had pushed Cordy Glenn inside, hadn't yeah, they, yeah, in yeah. OTAs? And Which I think was a cool move. Yeah, it was an interesting move. Um, so everything was set up, you know, John Miller had slotted into right guard. You'd yeah. hope Billy Price would, you know, take a step forward in in uh, in uh, in year two. Yeah. But let, I mean, let's just look at this. You know, 2015, Cedric Aboy missed 11 games. These are Bengals' first round picks, right? Yeah. 2016, William Jackson played zero games. Uh, John Ross in 2017 played 17 snaps. Yeah. Uh, Billy Price missed six games and Johnny Williams out for the year. If I were the Bengals, I would now, from now on, every year, I would trade out of that first round yeah. because they've just had horrendous luck. And I think, you know, people can look into the conspiracy side of things. Uh, people can talk about curses. People can talk about... You <laughs> black know, magic. Black magic. <laughs> you know, the stuff that you practice yeah. uh, on an evening uh, in your little wizard's mankini. Um you know, it's just—it's nothing but bad luck. It yeah. really—it can't, you know. And I've seen lots of sort of stuff on Twitter, very conspiratorial stuff on Twitter, saying, you know, there's something going on with the Bengals medical thing. There's something going on with the fit. No, that's rubbish. Yeah. You know, again, you're just using this to beat yourself up with because it's the Bengals. It's not. It's just horrendous luck. Yeah. yeah and I—I yeah. I have to say. I felt absolutely dreadful for Jonah himself because, like yeah, you said, absolutely. he looked like a born leader. Yeah, yeah the way he speaks and the way he's up for it, the way he handles himself—a good, solid player. Um, but in terms of football, I wasn't utterly devastated because we've got an NFL starting caliber left tackle right there that's just yeah, been yeah. moved. So, in terms of like, we yes, you know, we are stretched at that position. But I was like, okay, no, well, Cordy Glenn will just move on to the outside. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. No. A lose, got, it's not yeah, the end of the yeah. world. And I know a lot of people are like going, yeah, but it, then it's just the same offensive line as last year. Well, it's yeah, there is that argument. But Cordy Glenn, previous to last year, was you know a very good, yeah, very good yeah, yeah. starting left tackle in the league. So if he can find that form this year, um. We might we might be okay in that. I position. think I think that you're. I mean, it's easy. To, I mean, last last season feels like a decade ago at the moment. But like, it's it's you know you can't forget at the same time. We were good at the start of the season before all those injuries really mounted up and the defense was leaking like anything. You know, I think the offensive line was probably slightly improved yeah. over the year before. We were going, I think we were five and two and playing some good football. So, you know, that line from the starting point's okay. You know, I you... mean, it, it was it was looking fragile, but they were just doing enough, yeah. weren't they? But I, you know, Cordy Glenn didn't have a great year last year, and he was injured. Yeah, that's my only knock on him. Yeah, he needs to stay healthy. Well, like the rest of the team, frankly. You know, he needs to stay healthy through the rest of the season. And oh, yeah, Billy Price is the one in that line as well that's going to be the real like the real thing because if he can really take a big step forward and play some really good football, that'll make a difference. If he can get the line organised, he can get them set up right, you know, yep. he blocks well and he takes a real step forward, that's massive. You know, that's almost a new player in itself. And, and you, if John Miller's better than Alex Redmond, yeah, exactly. which he will be. So you've got John Miller, you know, you're saying, right, OK. You've got, um, what's his name? You've got uh, Billy Price, and then you've got Cordy Gunn. There's some decent pieces there. My worry, my serious worry, is 
what if one of those guys go down? Well, that's my. That I was we'll going to say. We'll get onto this later. With there's another piece to this argument that we'll get to later on the. Yeah, but I agree. Wheel, but. I think um, anyway. Let's let's go to the roulette. Let's go back to the wheel of misfortune, yeah. Nathan. Shall we? Which one's it going to be? Okay, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's AJ Green. Oh. Now then, what are you saying about AJ Green? Hey, AJ Green, if no one knows, no one heard, just come back from holiday. You've been in, I don't know, Ipswich for a couple of weeks, <laughs> having the time of your life, um, and you've not heard the news. AJ Green tore some ankle ligaments, I believe. Uh, he's out for six to eight weeks. He's, today they're getting a second opinion. If that's the case, he will be ruled out of the season opener in Seattle. Um, I mean, that's not great, is it? No, it's not at all. And I think more it's more not great, in my opinion, to the extent of it starts to worry you at a certain point of, well, is he injury prone? You know, because that starts, that's to me is more of a worry than six to eight weeks from yesterday when the news came out. You know, more like you might get him back for game two, maybe game three. It's not the end of the world from a football standpoint. You know, if he, if he was to able to play from, you know, even week three <coughs> yeah. to the end of the season, you'd be like, fine. The worry is he's into his, I believe he's into his 30s now. Well, let, let's, I'm going to stop you there. Let's, um, by all accounts, this was, a, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on being spoken about the, about the pitch at Dayton, because obviously this was a... Pebblegate. Pebblegate, yeah. You know, this was like a, a practice held in Dayton mm. to commemorate... Uh, it was the first ever NFL game, I believe, a um, uh, 100 years ago. So they went up to Dayton to kind of practice on that field, which is a really lovely idea, I think. Yeah. But they said the pitch was substandard. So I, I think when anything like this, which again is just supremely awful luck... Um, you look for something or someone to blame. Yeah, I agree. And at this moment of time, people are trying to blame the pitch. Yeah. Um, you know, you heard Tyler Boyd and Josh Malone say it was substandard and they, no one could get any kind of footing on there or whatever. Um, but and Zach Taylor came out and said, you know, that's not that wasn't the case. We, was just, we were just out there for an hour. You know, it wasn't, you know, anything to do with it. He could have, he could have rolled his ankle or whatever it, happened it was a jump ball as well, with Dre yeah, just, turned, yeah, just yeah. turned and so let, let's I mean ball. we do ask you for uh correspondence because uh again that's the lifeblood of what we do we want plenty of interaction with fans um and we can be reached um at who day underscore UK on Twitter and Bengals UK on Facebook so do hit us up through the season but specifically to this point we've had a lot of correspondence and uh Bengal, uh, well, it's Big Jim Foster who runs uh, um, uh, his amazing tailgate and he's at Bengal Jim's underscore BTR. And he said, comment, if something like this was going to happen, glad it's early. Gives coaching staff an opportunity to, to figure things out until they get him back. I think that's a fair point. Yeah, fair enough. Captain Obvious at Bengal's Captain. Hello, Jeremy. Also part of an, an outstanding tailgate crew in Cincinnati, the Bomb Squad. Like Jim alluded to, the injuries are a great test for the staff to navigate. It's going to happen, and the team should be able to weather a few even key injuries. Let's see what they can do to elevate the rest of the roster. I believe they can, 
and Will. Yeah. Uh, Positive. I like that yeah, spin. Yeah. Nicholas Langseth. I think a first time caller. Welcome, Nicholas. At Langseth. Nick, at Nick Langseth1. Not the first solid handle. Oh, no, 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 okay. Be a bit, be a bit tougher this time around. Oh, hello. I look at Green's injury with a silver lining, says Nick, that others can get more reps and develop. Uh, Dalton will not be zoned into AJ, making the passing game less predictable in big moments. Uh, if they struggle, fine. But what if the offense clicks? What if they are efficient and top ten? What if Nick? What if? There you go. This geezer is getting excited, isn't he? All right, Duncan disorderly. We all know about Duncan. Dastardly Duncan. Solid handle. There you go. You got the first solid handle in the new series, Duncan. I hate to say it, but with this injury, are the Bengals going to think twice about spending big to keep AJ? One of his great assets was durability, but since 2016, he's missed 13 games. Time to let him walk and look for wide receivers in the draft or free agency next year? And he goes on. Um... Actually, a separate question I'll ask. But he makes a good point. Uh, I, I, I do think that might, might. And um, this time it's a freak injury, right? Mm. You can't predict it. No. Um, I don't know. I think it's a really good question. Where Are the Bengals going to use this as leverage in contract talks? Because let's, let's just look at this a second. So, I mean, you're looking at it and you're saying, how old is AJ Green? Um, 31 I, I was going to say I think he's about that and he's out of contract at the end of this year is that right or is it the end of next year no this is his contract year yeah so this is his contract year It, do, I think it does and I think I think it's going to come down to this year how many games can he stay on the field like I said if he you know comes back week two week three plays the rest of the season he's productive you say yep fair enough that's fine but He's going to want to, and by all accounts, he probably deserves to get paid like a top five receiver. And that's where the Bengals have got a really difficult decision because if they don't pay him, a team that thinks that they can get over the hump, a team that's like, look, we're, you know, we could be a Super Bowl team here. We needed like an elite talent. They will pay him like that for a one one off or maybe a two year deal or something. They'll go out there and give it to him. And I think with the Bengals, you know, pushing all that money into Tyler Boyd. You know, you've got John Ross there on a rookie contract still, but he's going to end up needing to get paid if you want to pay him. So it does beg the question with Green. It's like, are you going to put that money into him? And if so, for how long? I I think it's a good question. I mean, what do you think about that, Paul? I I think it's really tricky. Um, I would like to see AJ Green stay. I do wonder whether this injury is given sneakily the, you know, in a very objective, take all the emotion out of it, kind of pure business sense, whether it has given them a little bit of leverage in the contract negotiations. It's pretty obvious, I think, that they, they want to keep him and he wants to stay. Uh, I'd like him to stay because I think he's he's still one of the leagues. On his day, I think he is top five. I really, really yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last year he was on course for a record-breaking year. Um you know, and then the injury struck again. So what do you do? He hasn't got a great injury record for the past three seasons, I'd mm. say, and now he's out potentially for one or even two games because you don't want to rush these things. Yeah, that's true. I do, like I mentioned before, I think, you know, signing Tyler Boyd, I think they had... I think I wouldn't be surprised if they had an eye on, on AJ and, you know, knowing that he'd had a bit of a ropey couple of um, uh, years, um, you know, 
injury wise. Yeah, yeah. And and they kind of signed time made sure they got Tyler in there. Um so they could well, just for insurance really, yeah. I guess. Can I, can so I, say I don't something? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Julio Jones and Michael Thomas are awaiting their new deals. Yeah. And I would assume AJ and whoever it is, Drew Rosenhaus or whatever, is waiting to see what those guys get. Yeah. And so we'll see. I, it's a big decision, isn't it? it I think is. I think he's, there's still some uh, equity with AJ. Yeah. So you could, I think he, he could be traded for a decent pick. See, I don't know. I think he'd be better off. We'd be better off keeping him a hundred percent. But I think saying something hugely controversial, and this is what worries me a little bit with this ankle injury. To begin with, it's a low ankle sprain. You're thinking he might only miss two, three weeks. All of a sudden, it's upgraded to. Um, being this like low ankle or uh, uh, ligament tear. Thing is, last year that turf toe, they thought it yeah. was like a week or two thing. They brought him back, he turned it, and he was out for the rest of the year. Now, my worry with AJ Green, purely honestly, and this is controversial as a Bengals fan, if if they say if they come out and say you know that the, they get a second opinion say that tear is worse than we thought, he's out for the year, he's got to have surgery. I, this sounds brutal. Our season's done. We do not. We the, we will not get anywhere without AJ Green. And I know that's. I don't know. A lot of people say oh, I disagree. We've got some good people I disagree behind. With you. But we've got Tyler Boyd. You know, we've got John Ross, and we've got these other guys that are developing, and the receivers are looking good behind him. I think AJ's like thirty. Us, by the way, AJ's he's thirty. 30 right. I I just think with a player of his caliber for a team like ours, with a new rookie head coach. You need veterans and quality elite talent to play for you. You can't afford to lose, you know, Jonah Williams mm-hmm. already. You can't afford to lose AJ Green. Like you, he, if he's gone, we don't win more than seven games. I disagree. Really? I really do, and I think it's all down to this new coaching staff and a new scheme. It's all. I mean, you look at what they did in LA and in, in Los Angeles. He needs people to work with, though. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's got them. He's got them. You know, Josh you look Malone at, and people like that. Well. We felt we saw that last year. Well, Malone we was out for pretty much the whole year, no, so we I don't know, know but, about Malone. But Cody Core and the likes like that. Cody and, you know, Ale- Alex, I know Alex Erickson's got some. But you look last year, and I know Dalton went down last year, but when but when people like Green go to the games, that was hard to watch at the end of last year. It was, it no, was, I agree. I, I really do agree. But I think the scheme is going to be a hell of a lot better. And you look at what uh, Zach Taylor worked with in the Rams. I don't think those skill guys were as talented on paper as us. So he can. I really believe that he can get There's much. A good more. players at the Rams. Though. Yeah, they're good, solid Todd players. Gerd Brandon is probably Cooks, the best running back in the NFL. Yeah, Brandon absolutely. Cooks, he's a but top you look 10 at what receiver. we've got. You know, uh, Joe Mixon is a poor man's Todd Gurley. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of carries this year. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's going to get a lot of carries. I think Geo. Speaking of Geo, and I haven't mentioned this yet, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, we do have a special guest this uh, episode, and Geo Bernard, Giovanni Bernard, one of our favourite players. Is our special guest? Yeah, just might as well drop that in. Just you know, drop that because you forgot, didn't you? I did weirdly forget. <laughs> I was so wrapped up in this wheel of bloody misfortune and trying to not kind of go down the litigious Neil Buchanan route earlier. Um, um, so yeah, uh, stay tuned. In about ten minutes' time, um, if we ever stop talking, we'll get on to Geo Bernard. Um, yeah, I really do believe. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I agree. AJ's a huge talent, and with him and Tyler Boyd. On the field and throw in there John Ross situationally, yeah, yeah, and then Tyler Eifert, and then a few other people. I just, I just mixing, feel, you know, there's still yeah, enough no, there. So. I think, if, but the thing and is, if, the, if the scheme is solid yeah, and they yeah. all know what they're doing, 
I, then I think we're going to be I, okay. The last thing I want to do, and I absolutely do not want to do this, so I'm not going to, but I don't want to be negative because I, I really don't. And I think it's You're easy... You're going to say a but now, aren't you? Yeah. It's easy to look at what's happened over the last couple of weeks and be like, God, that's, you know, bad. And all I'm saying, all I'm saying, because I think this team, I think we could be about seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven team. I don't think we'll be any... I hope we won't be any worse than that, but I, I certainly don't think we're going to be any better than that. It'd be an absolute you know, complete turnaround if that were to be the case. But I think you lose... I mean, I know there was... Um, I know this is going to anger a lot of people. That Andy Benoit... Yeah, Benoit, not Benoit. Benoit. <laughs> Chris Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Andy it, what, Benoit. It? Yeah, but it's the same spelling. I know, How absolutely. How am I to know any different? Andy Benoit. How do you know it's it, Benoit, I prefer, Benoit? Because I've heard his name pronounced by other people. <laughs> I actually prefer Benoit. I'm sure he does as well. Do you know well. Chris Benoit? No. The, you must do, the wrestler. No, what do you mean I must do? Don't you, get into you that. You know all about the Chris Benoit. It's a terrible story. You must... No, I don't. I don't. Anyway, let's... We, we, anyway, we, anyway, we, we digress. Yeah. But he came out and said that... <laughs> he came out and said that... that I did, yeah, I saw a, that. Without AJ Green, that we'd be the worst offence in the NFL, which I don't, I don't in any way you know, think that holds up. But I do think that in terms of us being serious contenders, I think every team... Wants to believe they can be serious contenders. Mm. There's teams out there this year that you know, a bit like the Giants, that are going to be like, look, we're probably not, but we, you know, you still got those fans out there that are extremely optimistic. We'll think they are. But for me, I would sit there and I, and if we lost AJ Green for the year, I'd be like, that's us done. I, I'm excited to see what Zach Taylor can bring, but I don't think we'd be in any way a legitimate or serious contender. All right. Well, at I, that point, I know, I know you disagree. We'll see. But but the thing is, AJ's not. AJ's going to be back in week two or three. Yeah. So let's no, not overplay no. this, you know what I mean? No, but what I'm saying but is I'm saying how is, serious yeah, of a absolutely. loss that would be because, yeah. you know, I think he's probably, on apart from Dalton, he'd be the second word, the player that I would not want to go down. All right. Okay, let's go back to the wheel of Mr. Fortune because it uh, seems like a, a much more apt kind of uh, name for this now. Oh, I think it's edging towards someone very large who had an excellent topless combine performance. Yes, it's Andre Smith. Oh, mate. He's re-signed uh, with the Bengals for the 58th time. Um, <laughs> On a seven-year, £154 million deal. <laughs> per game. Um I'm I'm not, again, this, this uh, you know, again, Bengals social media went absolutely nuts. Um, I'm okay with it. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think he's brilliant. Uh, I, but I can understand it. I think he's going to be there for camp. He's going to be there to prove himself. That the front office know about him. The new coaching staff don't know about him. Which kind of says to me, if they don't like him, they will get shot of him quite quickly. Yeah. But you know, with with Jonah going down, you know. I, <sighs> Tackle is a very thin position, yeah. so they needed to sign someone. I don't, I don't, I don't mind the signing. I have to say, I'm not, I'm not betting the world that he's going to see too much of the field. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? I actually think the Bengal once cuts roster cuts start getting made, I would hope and imagine that they're going to be dipping into free agency again. Yeah. I hate it. Do you? Yeah. I just. I love everything Zach Taylor's done, said, been involved in, apart from potentially Jim Turner, I've been really excited by. And I think, you know, 
We made some okay signings in free agency. I wasn't blown away, but I thought there were some fairly solid additions in there. And I just think that, you know, I was a, I used to really like Marvin. I was a big fan of Marvin. I think, you know, everyone would agree that it was the end of the road there and it was the start of a new beginning. And fans were really excited about this new vision. You've got a young, exciting, offensive mind coming in. Brilliant, fantastic, you know. Got some new players in free agency. No, like necessarily like flagship premier signings, but still some solid pieces. You know, you've got some rookies coming through. I just, and I know obviously you need a tackle, and he's probably not going to play, and he's not going to be there. But it, it just, I think it's, it's a bit of a like, what, why, like, you know, he's a guy that he's a guy that by all accounts has never been that good for us. It's not like he's like a real solid starter, and he's been around the block. And the argument that oh he knows the system he knows the playbook well, he, doesn't he knows know the, the system, coaches does he? he doesn't know any of it so it's void so I just think for so the he's coming in with a cl- he's got to fight for his place again it's not yeah, just a case of Andre's coming in to slot back should, into the system what, what I'm saying is for the Bengals like why if he's not going to play anyway you and that's the argument we've got is oh he's probably not going to make the team well then what's the point like why not go well, out he's there a and squad just, player yeah but go out there and have a look at some and I, I can't sit here off the top of my head and name you all the free agent offensive but there's, no, there's there. nothing much out there honestly there, there's still going to be guys that similar levels of experience that have been cut that are getting on a bit longer in the tooth but then again I'd, then I'd, I'd, I'd rather have Andre Smith but do you think seriously Zach Taylor went upstairs to do <clears throat> Tobin and Mike Brown. Did you not get Andre Smith in? No, they probably went to him. On, um, Zach Taylor probably said, "We need a tackle," and he's right. I think they still need another one or two, actually, or another one. Um, and Duke Tobin probably said, "Look, I, I've got Andre on speed dial. I'll get him in." Yeah, but it's just that you know. I think, I think, I think the Bengals to have got me, to be a little bit more like. I, but I think it that this is the problem, isn't it? Like the the the. the, the attitude of so many people with the Bengals is oh same old Bengals and that yeah. just reeks of same old Bengals it's like you'd rather have a guy that you know's not great but you know he's not great than risk chancing on a younger guy maybe a guy that you know was uh, last year was a fourth round pick and got cut and well, there's, sure. I think they've there's got, got uh, I mean, Kent Perkins be. and they've got this O'Shea Dugas uh, rookie guy uh, in but you know, I, I I'm sorry, I just don't, I just don't, I'm not going to have a go for it. I think it's a sound move, actually. No, see, I, uh, I, I mean, think Andre it's a sound move. Been, he was went to the Cardinals, he got yeah. cut, he was with us last year. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but he's just but not he's a good just tackle. A, Funder, that's the other thing. Is fundamentally he's just not very good. Well, he's he's, he's probably old, on a he's part. not very good. He's always a conditioning issues. I just think for the Bengals, like go out there, like you know, maybe just bring a guy in, a younger guy that was. Well, cut. I tell you, if there was, a, if they were going to make a real statement, they would have traded for Trent Williams for the Redskins. Yeah, well, they would. Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing with the Bengals. Like, we'll go on the wheel of misfortune. Will take us there eventually. But like, there's another reason that you know this line is paper thin. Like, the, yeah, the, you know, we're saying he might not play. We might. He might, you might do, need him to. But I like, would also say that it's still quite early in the process. Yeah. Um, I would be really surprised and actually quite disappointed if they didn't go back into free agency once the cuts were made. I really, I mean, yeah, because tackle is still a thin position. Yeah, absolutely. Linebacker is still a thin position. Yeah, yeah. So if they to can be pick too, up at this point, are too gaping. You know, holes. if they can pick up a few extra players just to fill out the squad. So I'm not going. To, I'm not going nuts over Andre Smith yet. No, I'm not going nuts about it. I just, I just think, I, I think a lot of fans out there will want just a new approach to stuff like that. And like that you're not just going back down that route of like overly being loyal to players and stuff. Because Zach Taylor, from a coaching on the field standpoint, you know, on the field, coaching the players day and day, that's a completely new approach. Great. 
But I think sometimes the, the frustrations that people used to label at Marvin, a lot of it was nothing to do with him. Like the really like lackluster approach in free agency mm-hmm. and the lack of aggression shown with roster management and something like that. Like, you know, was the time management with Marvin always great? No, of course it wasn't. Well, was Zach Taylor, of course, there. has appointed a time management specialist, yeah. doesn't he? Which is brilliant. Is he? Absolutely. And he's actually, have, he's actually got clocks on the training pitch, which apparently Marvin never did, <laughs> which is just a shock to everyone. Yeah. But you know what? We could talk about this all day. No. I'm you're, You hate it. I'm I, okay yeah. with it. Just yeah. because I don't see this as the... I think this is just part of the roster building process. I, I'm not. That's not saying I think Andre Smith is brilliant because I don't. I just think it's it's a it's a camp body at the moment. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Let's get back to the wheel of misfortune. So we've got three categories left. Hmm. Uh, okay, let's. Well, weirdly, it's gone back to the offensive line. Clint Bowling. Um, oh, I yeah. was more disappointed um, f- about this than the Jonah Williams one, I have to say. Yeah, I think um, I probably agree with you. First, you know, as I said to you before, Jonah Williams, you kind of think, what a shame for the for the young man. Yep. You know, that was my overriding. What a dreadful turn of events. Mm. But he'll be back. Yep. But Clint Bowling has been there for eight years. He didn't have a great year last year. No. But he's someone that you've always that you could always rely on. Extremely dependable. Lovely bloke by all accounts. Yeah. Um, and for him to go down, uh, what was weird about this whole thing is the way the news was announced and they chose the time because we knew that Jonah Williams had an injury, but we didn't know how serious it was, and there was nothing coming out of the Bengals. We knew that Clint Bowling wasn't in OTAs and then it took Joe Goodbury's scoop to kind of suggest that he was done. Not just for the season, but he was done. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you think, what the hell is going on? And then it all came out and it's like, it was interesting the way they, they released that news. But yeah, what a shame for Clint Bowling. Terrible. But he's he's obviously made the right decision. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's, I, I what, think that first and foremost, you know, for him as a person, you know, we've got to thank him for his service. He's a very dependable, 100%. good player. Um, we wish him all the best of health. Because I thought, oh, yes, absolutely, I concur with that. Uh, Glenn, uh, sorry, Jonah Williams, Glenn or Bowling, uh, Price, Miller and Hart. You know, there was talk about maybe Bowling could go to right tackle if, if Hart has a complete, you know, yep. house, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he could play all along that line and um, I don't know, it's such a shame really. And of course that plunged you know, that was just like oh. I mean, the thing oh, is, to me, oh. if you like, if you line that line up at the start, and you've got Clint Bowling as a dependable, very uh, above average guy by all accounts. I say he didn't have a great year last no, year, but, but generally tends to be an above average guy, dependable guy. You know, endure good endurance, like good guy. And you got Jonah Williams, top ten starting tackle. They're two exciting pieces. You can get very excited about Billy Price and they get another first-round pick, bang, bang. You've got John Miller, an average guard from the middle. Average is all we need, really, on there yeah, now, yeah. Like just to be a better unit. I'm fine with that. And obviously there's questions about Bobby Hart. Fine. That's only one piece. That line's a lot better. You take out, arguably, the two best pieces on that line. You've yep. got the experience of Clint Bowling, mm-hmm. which is what, you know, fantastic, dependable pro. He's gone. And you take the, rare, the, the raw talent... Of a guy like Jonah Williams, a top ten pick out of that line, 
you've still got Cordy Glenn, who, like you said, had a bat down year last year, but I've still got faith he can come back. Billy Price, yes. John Miller, yes. But then where you're going thin? Then you've got Alex Redman back in the discussion. You've got Christian, uh, Christian Westerman. Yeah, who yeah. I know a lot of people are high, are high on, but I think we all need to see something. But we don't know. We no, don't know. exactly. And then it's and like, then they've signed John Jerry. Who John Jerry. Well, he's retirement. starting apparently. In, I'm reading yeah, in camp yeah, yeah. that he's getting the reps as a starter now. So it's you know they've got decisions to make about that guard position. Yeah, but the, my and they've got the rookie is, Michael Jordan as well. Yes, true. That's a good point. But my worry with that line is that you know the actual starting group might just about be sort of held together by gaffer tape might be just about sort of okay to keep Dalton clean but you lose one or two of those guys if you get I mean I'm touching wood like right now but if you get a situation where you know someone like Billy Price goes down again or you get a situation where you know Cordy Glenn goes down I mean yeah. it could be a really long season with that yeah it's, it's a real it shame because I feel like they did do some good work I mean full credit to the Bengals good pick in Joe well, Williams well they even they, know, John I Miller saw, I think was a good pick up they, they've been criticised for not drafting two tackles in the draft yeah yeah which I think is a little bit harsh because they didn't know that Jonah Williams was going to go no. down. They, yeah, that's why. You I know, mean. but of course, it's like, no, they should have got two tackles. It's like, well, you just don't know, do you? And well, plus, they were looking to trade up at the top of that second yes, round. Yes, that's right. They, 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 were, they, they did, were. which now is obviously great um, hindsight. But. So it's a real shame, and I think that plunges the, the the offensive line into, I wouldn't say disarray, but they need to figure that out quickly. What's your best case scenario with that line? Who uh, could, who could potentially be a real diamond? I mean. Maybe Christian just, Westerman yeah, turns just, out to be world just, class. Not world class. Again, you just want him to be average, really. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, that sounds like defeatist, but, you know, I mean, you're looking at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised if the starting five are Glenn, Westerman, Price, Miller and Hart. That oh, see, seems to be... I've got a feeling John Jerry's going to start. Well, who knows? You know, he's a big geezer, isn't he? He's a big he... geezer, he's experienced. So, you know, that is... That is Jim a... Turner, I think. Didn't Jim Turner yeah, yeah, yeah. or something? That, that, is an o- that is an open competition. So, mm. we'll have to wait and see. Listen, we've got two more categories to go. So, let's... Um, Let's fire up the Wheel of Come Misfortune we've got to, again. Get, get, there's got to be something decent on this Wheel of Misfortune. Give us a we've good had, one. We've had a decent one. We're Tyler, Tyler Boyd. Boyd. We've got to get saying. Yeah, else. but the news hasn't been great, though, has it? <laughs> I, can't, I can't out. It's we there, can't go off we here can't, this long again. We can't call it the Wheel of Misfortune for no, nothing. No. Right, uh, this should be fun then. Pub Snacks. This is the wild card. Oh, um, okay, good. I was starting to feel a bit depressed at the start of this podcast. I was like, I'm buzzing to see you, Paul. You know, we've got some nice snacks in here tonight. And all what of a sudden, if, this... if you were going down the pub for a beer, I mean, at the, at the meetup on Saturday, there was a pizza truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a big shout out to Motif Pizza. You can find them at motif underscore pizza on the instagram you're getting paid for that no no i said i'd give him a mention it's very nice of them to sort it out i've saw you and him exchanging some pizzas and some money for a shout out on the podcast absolutely yeah um so yeah um what uh, pub snacks i see i can't people have said pork scratchings but i'm vegetarian and I don't like eating dried pig's nipples, really. Mm. It's, it wouldn't be my top. Well, me and you, whenever we go out after the podcast for a pint, pistachio nuts. Honestly, oh Mate, my they're God. beautiful. Why don't like you stress stop? reliever by like, just peeling them about, you know, Yeah, like cracking them, them open. And it's like, quite nice, isn't it? Oh, and the salty crunchiness. Yeah, pistachio nuts out there for me. I like, what else do I like in pubs? I like any sort of like peanuts I'm all about. Like, last chili peanuts always go down well. Dry roasted peanuts. Yeah, yeah. Cashews. Yeah, no, I'm not as big a fan I of do cashews. Like, I do like cashew. 
Um, just a cra- you know, it's a good crisps knocking about on the market these days. Yeah, there are. Um, like I like those um those um like those salt and pepper crisps, you know, the ones uh I can't remember the brand off the top of my head, but they're very, very nice. Mm. Um What, what about what about a pickled egg? Nah, Where do you stand on the pickled thing? I can't things? stand anything pickled to be honest. Can you not? Do no. you not like um like gherkins? Not really. I love a gherkin. Nah, not a I fan. love a gherkin. Not a fan. Do you, but did Scotch you, eggs, everyone has a few of them in there. Yeah, well, I do know. like a Scotch egg, but yeah. I don't really eat them anymore since I've become veggie. No, so. no I'm not, not a huge fan either, to be honest. But but they do good Scotch uh, veggie Scotch eggs around. Do they? But you can't find them in pubs. That's that's just a bit of a step Joe does far. some really good pub snacks. That pub around the corner from the sewing room. What's that? Then? You know the hipster, that hipstery pub that they all do like pork pies on the side. Got oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Southampton Arms. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm happy with a bag of crisps, really. Yeah. And um, I think Tim Knowles mentioned what was it? Ham and pickle, Branston pickle flavored Brannigans. Do you remember them? God, that's, that's shocking. Yeah, it tastes good. Does it? Oh yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Anything salty, basically, to go. In fact, you know, uh, some of that dried squid would go quite down quite nicely. God, but I've been eating ice creams all pretty much all summer. Yeah, oh, my ice cream. I'm, I, I mean, it was last last week it was like thirty eight degrees. Oh, stretch your teller, mate. Stretch your teller ice cream. Oh, shut up with your fancy. Oh, mate. Absolutely <coughs> absurd from that Vinci place, that Italian ice, ice Where's cream. Where's that? See, people don't know what the hell we're talking about. No, now. but there's, a, there's an ice cream parlour in Hampstead called Vinci. It's Italian. Right. So, so I went to one actually when I was out in Italy. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Just give Straight me Straight to your telly, just like it's beautiful. Just Vanilla give me ice cream, nice chocolate little chunks. Yeah, but that's Viennetta, surely. No. Give me a Viennetta. Did you see, uh, so we've had a heat wave, and I guess you guys have in America as well. And um, uh, obviously in the UK, we're not used to that kind of heat. And, you know, we had like... We've got tra- no aircon out here, No aircon, the train tracks are melting, <laughs> the whole transport system ground to a halt, people getting very angry with each other. Which Sounds is, a bit like the Bengals off-season. Well, yeah. exactly, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was a picture, there was a, a fun... You know, lots of social media stuff, pictures of people trying to kind of uh, navigate um, uh, or kind of survive the hot weather. And some guy was pictured on a train eating a whole Viennetta. Mate, good for him. And also there was that story as well in the newspaper. And I don't mean to be lewd, but uh, I shall be. Um, uh, Women were warned about not sticking um, ice creams up their chuffers. Yeah, I saw that. Was it's that like, a joke? No, I don't think it was. It was a genuine public health announcement. It was like, women, don't put ice creams in your vagina. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, w- I mean, I'm obviously not a woman, so I don't. I, would, that wouldn't be your first thought, would it? <laughs> I don't think it would be. No, but like, I mean, I mean, I mean, you, ladies, you, give us a shout out. If ladies, <laughs> let us know. Would that be the first thing you would think of if you were kind of really, you know, kind of wilting in the? I mean, I've never. All my female friends, you know, have never said. This oh, podcast I'm, taking a dark turn in the week. They've really never said to me, "Let me just go and pedophiles, get pedophiles, ice creams in vaginas." Like, what's going on with this podcast? Well, now? I would say we're back on form. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you know, a lot of my female fans, they don't kind of say, look, I just need to nip off and get a calippo. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I'm not even sure what to say, to be honest. No, I, I thought it was weird, but it's just, it just shows you I that we're it, so ill equipped to, yeah. to deal with that. So uh, I'm not quite sure how we got there um, <laughs> from Pub Snacks. So our last, uh, our last category on on the uh, Wheel of Misfortune, is wide receivers, Nathan. And I say this because uh, I think they're a really important group now. AJ's gone down yeah. and Tyler's boy's been signed. Um, we've seen Auden Tate looking really buff and much slimmer and is ready he? to go. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a million dollars. Um, Josh Malone caught some fantastic passes. Uh, Alex Erickson apparently is looking really sharp. And I mm. know... You know, pads aren't on yet and it's only training camp, but they all seem pretty dialed in. And it's it's important because, as you mentioned earlier, whenever AJ's gone down it, it, in past seasons, those guys have not stepped up. No. Uh, Tyler Boyd has, you know, he, he remains, uh, you know, a brilliant player. But, um, you know, the likes of Ericsson, who I think might be featured a bit more this year. Because uh, the, like Josh Malone, I think is a key one. Yeah. Because physically, he's almost, he's a little bit bulkier than AJ, but they're very similar physically, and he's got good speed, and he's your, and he, to me, he's your prototypical outside receiver, you yeah. know? Whereas, uh, whereas someone like Cody Core, I think, does have talent. I think he's actually more effective in the slot, because he's better at running with the ball than kind of going down yeah, downfield yeah. with it. So... Um, it's, I think the wide receivers, and of course John Ross is going to be integral, I think. It's a huge season with John Ross in it. But I, I also read that he's got a hamstring tweak already. Oh. And it's like, but I think reading Paul Dana Jr., it's like with John Ross, when you've got that incredibly quick and incredibly, you know, you read about these twitch muscles that these very quick athletes have got yeah, yeah. they're more prone to injuries because it's this kind oh, of sure. bang bang yeah, bang yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas someone like an AJ or a, or a or a Josh Malone or whoever it might be they're longer limbed they're longer muscled almost if you see what I mean yeah no, I know so, yeah, I'm not yeah. an expert but you know that quick twitch player is or athlete just full stop is, is a more prone to injuries so I do think you have to take care of John Ross, yeah, well, 100%. In physically, because you do. You know, I do think you know he only caught like about fourteen passes last year, and seven of those were touchdowns. Yeah, so yeah. he's got, he's got, he knows where the end zone is, and I think if he can get his head right and they can use him properly, I think he's going to be a threat. Yeah, I think again with him, it's like AJ, isn't it? He's got to stay healthy. He's got to be on the pitch. He's got to. I think he's got. I think that obviously he's got talent. He's got the speed. He's got more than that as well. But we need someone really, especially if AJ goes down, to do what Tyler Boyd did last year and take that step. If it's Josh Malone, if it's Alex Erickson, to really be that guy. You know, if, if Boyd and I, again, we're talking like AJ's out for the year, but exactly, um, which he's not, but. You just and the thing is the unit's strong. Like it is quite strong. It's got if you know if Green's playing, you have got Boyd alongside him. You got you got Ross. They're three very good receivers. I mean, I know I know you know I've labelled a lot of criti- uh, criticism at John Ross, but 
you're right, he finds the end zone. You know, you can use him in those situations. He's obviously a threat from, you know, maybe some sort of end-around plays and stuff like that. You know, you can use it. And teams will be aware of his, his speed. Yeah, you know, yeah. he draws people out. I know. mean, you look at he was a real red zone threat. And yeah. I didn't think of him as that at all. No, no, no. But he's he's quick off the mark and, like, he can stretch the field. He So he's definitely versatile, even if he's not necessarily getting the passes and the, you know, the, the numbers that would say that. But... You know, behind him, that's where we need someone to step up. Well, apparently, um, undrafted free agents Stanley Morgan and Damon Willis are getting rave reviews. Okay. So I think it's going to be a nice competition there. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we'll we'll end the wheel of misfortune there. A bit of a mixed bag. As mixed ever. bag, yeah. I think we've covered all the all the prescient uh, topics of the day. Uh, so now it is time for our special guest. And if you're a full time listener. That is usually the way it goes. Me and Nathan will talk for 20 minutes, half an hour, but obviously we've talked for almost an hour because <laughs> you did say before we started recording, this is going to be a bloody long one, isn't it? And it is. Um, so um, we need to show, but we always try and get a special guest on. We've had some corkers in the past, and I'm delighted to say that uh, we're going to start season three with another corker. He's one of our favourite players. It's Giovanni Bernard. And I must give you a bit of context. This, uh, this interview was recorded... Um, uh, several weeks ago at Tottenham Hotspur's new stadium, the Tottenham Stadium, where a couple of the NFL games are going to be taking place uh, this year. Um, uh, NFL UK shipped over one player from each of the eight teams involved, and we got Giovanni Bernard. And I know that the uh, on the Monday night there was a big kind of uh, uh, meet-and-greet Q&A session with all these players uh, and then on uh, Tuesday, they all went to the Tottenham Stadium to launch NFL UK's new academy. It was almost like a combine sort of thing because they're trying to promote talent, NFL talent in the in the UK and, and ramp up the whole NFL pathway thing. Uh, and then on Wednesday, it was a flag football tournament and loads of school kids um, were being coached by each of the eight players. Um and Gio was coaching one of the uh, one of the teams, and they all decked out in Bengals uniforms. That was quite cool. And uh, I did manage to get some time with Gio. Um, a bit of context as well. We mentioned I mentioned a few things here. Uh, one of our Bengals UK crew, Tom McDowell, was selected to go up on stage at this NFL Q and A, and Gio remembered him. So Tom gets a nice mention in this interview. And also, we were following, obviously knowing that Gio was over in London, we were following him on Instagram. And he seemed to be doing the non-touristy thing. He stayed at a hotel in Shoreditch, which is a bit of a kind of a hipstery, cool area. Not the most attractive area, but, you know, a little bit grungy, but lots of stuff going on. A bit like OTR in in, in Cincinnati. Um, And he was going to, like, Victoria Park in Hackney, but he didn't have a picnic blanket, so they used kind of like trash bags as picnic blankets. So that gets a mention if you're wondering. But anyway, uh, I'll shut up now. Uh, so here's me and Giovanni Bernard. So uh, I'm here at the magnificent new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which of course is going to host two uh, games this autumn. And I have bumped into someone who you all might know. I am here with Giovanni Bernard. Gio, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, man. This is uh, quite the uh, opportunity to be able to speak <laughs> with you. So, uh, like I was just saying before, thanks for doing this. This is really cool. Uh, getting the fan base over here, 
uh, in the UK. We really appreciate what you're doing. Well, I don't know what to say to that, really. It's, <laughs> it's fun, man. It's totally fun. We love the team, uh, you know, and we, we love growing the community here. For and, of sure. course, when you guys come over, I'm sure you're quite taken aback. No, you've been to London before. Yep, yep. But you're, you must be quite taken aback by the response to you. And I know you're here with a bunch of other players. You've just been coaching some flag football. The yep. NFL Academy has been going full, full for sure pelt. how has it been for you this yeah it's been, it's been awesome it's been awesome to be able to uh have the opportunity to speak with the fans over here because um, the one thing that i've really noticed is that they are fans you right. know they really enjoy this sport and it's not just oh you know we have some nfl players over here no they really enjoy the nfl uh, and they're big time fans of it and the big time fans of the Bengals as well so uh the team that i just played with the Bengals, uh yes. the coaches were awesome they were fans they had jerseys did we win um, yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, they, yes. they had you pictures. One of the kids, <laughs> one of their uh, sons, had a uh, my jersey on in a video. So it was really, really neat to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're definitely fans of the Bengals in the NFL. Um, well, let's talk Bengals. I know you're only here for a couple of minutes, so we, we can't thank you enough. But uh, we spoke to Coach Taylor a few weeks ago, and you were drafted in 2013. Mm -hmm. You've only one known one head coach, yep. and, and yes, you've had lots of different for sure. offensive coordinators. Uh, Coach Taylor was big on words like energy and culture, and uh, we're actually quite excited. Yeah. As much as we, we love Marvin, yeah. uh, this feels quite exciting. How, yeah. how, as fans, how must it feel to players? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is we're just excited for a little bit of a change. Uh, we obviously love Coach Lewis and what he's done for our program over the years, um, but it was you know it's it, it's a business, and that's that's the way we've looked at it. Um, it's a business, and they brought in Coach Taylor, and we love his energy. We love uh, just his philosophy. Um, he's big on an, uh, bringing energy every single practice, uh, leaving everything you have out there. Um, and we love the, his mind, his mindset towards everything, yeah. especially offense. Uh, coming over from the Rams, he has that high-powered offense. Uh, so I can the one thing, I don't want to put out the secrets, <laughs> uh, but Bengals fans should be very excited, not only just because uh, we, you know, we got a new head coach, but the offense is going to be spectacular. We're really excited about it. Um, the guys are ready. The guys are in top shape right now. Um, so it should be a fun year. I mean, we have, you mentioned the Rams offense. We've heard things about outside zone. Uh, we've heard about lots of play action. And you said you're not going to give away too many secrets because it's not even camp yeah. yet, right? <laughs> um, but do you feel that change in scheme and, and energy and, and culture? Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel a change. I pretty much threw away my playbook and shredded it from last year <laughs> and just bought a completely new playbook. So it's completely different. Uh, what the fans will see as they've never seen before. Um, it's something, uh, if the only way they've seen it before, if they've watched a lot of the Rams. So it should be a really fun yeah. uh, season for uh, the Bengals fans and, and including myself. I'm really excited. I love what Coach Taylor has brought, the staff that he's put together. Um, so I really, I really am excited, and I hope the Bengals fans are as well. How far do you think we can go this year? Oh, we, I mean, it's you know, difficult the, to yeah, predict. Yeah, it's hundred percent difficult because injuries are a big part. And Jonah, of, you know, of course, yeah, went down exactly. Um, injuries, you know, play a massive role in all of this. Uh, but when healthy, we know the type of team we have. Yeah. Uh, the fans know the type of teams we have. The teams, the league knows what type of team we have when we're healthy. Um, so we just have to, you know, obviously stay healthy. Uh, put it out there, and uh, I'm sure we can we can go all the way with the guys that we have in that locker room. All the room. way, wow! That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's that's that's. I know, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely. You know, everybody but has that mindset because uh, I that offense, the offense that Coach Taylor has brought over, and the mindset that he, that he's brought, 
um, really changed how we look at everything. And uh, it's something new. It's something our division has never seen before. Right. Um, so we're just really excited about it. Now, now specifically talking about you, you had a, an, you know you were part of that ridiculous, crazy injury mm-hmm. thing that happened last yeah. year. Um, how are you feeling going in? And do you hope to get a bigger role in this offense? Because the the, the running backs, yeah, the running backs room looks pretty loaded this yeah. year. For as sure. opposed to past seasons. For sure, yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, I feel great. Uh, you know, I'm healthy. I'm working out, training, and all that. Uh, one of the biggest things is our room is full of studs. Uh, we drafted two new rookies. They're got, those guys are both going to be out there uh, performing, and it's only going to make the room better. So I love competition. That's that's the aspect of this game is competition every single year, uh, and that only brings the best out of every player in there. And it's a contract year for you this year. I hate yep. to ask that sort of thing, but I guess you put that kind of thing at this stage of mm-hmm. the season out of your mind. You're just kind of, as you say, learning a new playbook yeah. and, and learning what the coaches want and for sure. and how you fit into that. Right? Yeah. You're not even thinking about that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, no, you don't really have time. I, I, quite honestly, I really don't have the time to even think about <laughs> a contract year. I just got married this past off season. Congratulations! So I've had that. We saw uh, we were disappointed to yeah, not get an invite. Yeah, yeah, I know. Come Sorry on. about that. Um, yeah. I was. I think I put it in the mail. I'm pretty sure I put it in the mail. Um, but no, yeah. So yeah, it's my contract year. I really don't think about it. I just have too much, too many other things to worry about, like learning the new playbook and making sure what I'm doing on the field is the correct. It must thing. be like going to school. Oh, it's you, literally. I am in the like. I'm at the first seat, looking at the board, making sure, <laughs> going back home, studying. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back in like pre-K right now, so I'm learning every single thing. Uh, Coach Taylor has brought some really good goodies. Uh, the, the coordinators that he's brought over. Um, the, the coaches that he's brought, um, it's, a, it's a really good staff, and we're just excited to be part of it. Okay, one player that's going to have a breakout year this year, do you uh, think? Me, of course. Uh, well, uh, I'm, not, I'm not allowing <laughs> you to say you, because we all know. Because I have to say, Gio, a lot of Bengals fans that I know became Bengals fans because of you. Really? Nice. How, how cool is that's that? You're awesome, always man. so brilliant with the fans, yeah. and you're a real laugh on Twitter. Yeah, and yeah. You really <laughs> engage. But a lot of people are like, you're in- interviewing Gio. Oh my god! That's awesome. You know Tom, who came up on stage. Yeah, yep, and yep, 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 yep. He's one of them. Yeah, he was uh, cool, man. He was a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, I saw he. I haven't retweeted other things, but I saw him tweeting me. Yeah, it's all good. Um, man. he's an awesome guy. Really cool, humble dude. Quiet guy. You know, he didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't want to get too excited. He definitely held his composure. Oh, he said he almost oh, lost man, it. He was cool. He, he was cool. He, yeah, he was cool as a kid. Oh, uh, yeah, he was cool, man. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, the fans are awesome, man. And I, I, I can only you know, thank you know thank the UK fans for you know supporting me. Um, it's huge, man, because football is not going to last forever, and I can just hope that people uh, admire the person that I am—not just the player, but just the person mm. that I am. And you um, got married as well, so there's been some life changes. Yeah, for you, yeah, right? man, it's it's a big—you know—it's it's been a whole change for me, and uh, for me, I've just been blessed to be able to even be a part of the Bengals for that, as long as I have. Not that many people can say they've been a part of one single team for six, almost seven years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been completely honored and. Uh, the fans have been supporting me. They never say, oh, you, Gio, you suck, this or that. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't even know if I'm allowed. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, exactly, yeah. Maybe when I start doing bad, they'll be like, Gio, you got to you gotta go somewhere else, man. No, man, uh, we'll, we'll have you yeah. over here, mate, honestly. <laughs> I saw you go uh, to Dishu. Uh, yeah. You need a new picnic blanket, man. Yeah, I know, right? man. I had to go. go uh, so the funny part about that, we're, I think it was Victoria Market or Victoria Park. Uh, I just saw a trash can, and I had the trash bags, and we forgot our blanket, and we just grabbed the trash bag. Put it down. Living like a true Londoner. Oh, dude, Gio. man. It, you're going to all the cool hipster places yeah, as well. Yeah, I though. went to uh, Cahoots yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, we waited outside for like 45 minutes, yeah, and we yeah, just yeah. wanted to go see what it was like. Um, Are you here with your partner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my, I'm here with my wife, and then we met a couple of uh, friends over from the States. They're touring around uh, sure. Europe, 
and uh, we met with them and uh, yeah so it was it's been a cool time here uh, the fans have been awesome and uh, yeah okay one last question because I know that you've got a you know you <laughs> got some other thing. interviews I gotta go well <laughs> I can't see a cue, to be honest with you. So I'll keep it. But um, again, we love you, Gio, not least because you're a very special, talented player, but also you seem like the best teammate to have, apart from when it comes to pranks. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what's the deal with you and CJ? The last thing I saw <laughs> on social media, your car was covered in post-it yeah, notes. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, my car was uh, covered in post-it notes. Uh, so it just started off as a simple, hey, I'm going to, mess around with you during practice and you know just joke around but uh cj took it a little step you know then i took it another step further and then i yeah it just kept going back i think i started off with the saran wrapping his car and then uh he put him and alex erickson put post-it notes on my car and then i saran wrapped his helmet and i don't know what i'm gonna do next well, so I was gonna I, say, yeah is exactly. this gonna continue oh where does it end 100 is gonna continue if you guys or the fans let me know what i should do next okay. um Hopefully nothing too crazy. Um, maybe yeah. I don't want to <laughs> no, mess. No, no. I don't want to mess with this car. I said I want to no. mess with this car, but yeah. Um, yeah. Let me know what you guys think I should do. Okay, we'll, we'll put there. it out there. Get you some. <laughs> okay, man. just final question. Um, what what do you set uh, goals for each year? And if so, what what are you thinking going into this year? Personally speaking. Yeah, personally, um, I've never really been that big on you know statistics or this man. The biggest thing is I just want to win a Super Bowl. I want to get a ring. Uh, obviously, staying healthy throughout the season's a focal point, but I really want a ring. Yeah. Uh, not only I, the community does. The fans want you know want a ring. Cincinnati needs a ring. UK wants a ring. You bet, the yeah. UK fans want it. You know what I mean? So Can you imagine? Just, if, if, oh, if my gosh. It would, about be, awesome, Bowl, it would, just it would be, be awesome. It would be awesome. Uh, I know the fans would find a way over over oh to the US goodness. to come to the parade we man. would it'd uh, be it like would planes be, trains and automobiles exactly, again exactly man. so yeah. it would be awesome man and that's what we want uh, we want that for all of our fans and uh, yeah it'll be an awesome time so we just got to continue to keep working hard well Gio we wish you the best again you're one of our favorite players Thank um, you, man. you're doing great work here in the UK with all these kids yeah these kids are actually really really good which is okay. I was like oh this I thought these kids weren't gonna be that good they were actually very Send talented. Duke Tobin over and have yeah, a, have a word with yeah them. they're very talented so yeah. uh, these kids have a bright future they just keep staying involved with football and uh, they I'm sure they'll you know they'll, they'll go far Gio you're a star mate thank, thank you so much for the time <laughs> thank you so much so there we go. That was Giovanni Bernard. And I think, you know, me and Nathan have spoken about him on the podcast before. He's fantastic with fans on social media. He seems like a really fun, funny bloke. And I'm pleased to say that he was. And he was really complimentary about Bengals UK. That's awesome, isn't it? And how positive was he? Mate, he's got me He's got me buzzed up again, Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, I was feeling a bit deflated after some of those things on the wheel, but... It's exciting to hear what he's saying. And, you know, I'm really, you know, I think Pete, everyone's rave reviewing Zach Taylor and his offensive schemes. I, I'm really buzzing to see it in action. Absolutely. And, you know, tweet him about what he can do to CJ Uzama and what pranks that they can play on each other. He's looking for revenge. So I think he needs our help. So, yeah, thanks to NFL UK and thank you so much, Gio. Um, yeah, that was a that was great just to meet him. Oh, incredible. Not jealous, son. Not jealous at all. Not jealous at all. No, it was great. Um, Right, it's time to finish off now. Um, We've got some uh, correspondence as ever. It bears repeating that our Twitter handle is at uh, Houday underscore UK. 
and Bengals UK on Facebook. And we do really enjoy your messages because I say this is what it's all about. This is all about giving you guys a platform to 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 express your opinions and share your opinions and uh, and this podcast is just kind of a mouthpiece for that really. So let's get to it. It's Memphis Soul Stewart Stewart Bears six eight eight. A big shout out to you. Organise another fantastic meetup. Great way to spend part of my birthday weekend. The boring answer to the burning question is the train from Marlebone after visiting Burger King. Again, some context is needed. Now, there was a lot of beer to be drunk at uh, the um, the meetup, and I know that you were feeling a little bit ropey. God, it's ropey on Sunday, mate. On Sunday. Uh, there is always one person that gets drunker than the rest, and when I say drunker than the rest, it's kind of like, you know, and it was Stuart's turn this time, and we did wonder as he kind of zigzagged across this pavement towards King's Cross Station at the end of the <laughs> night, whether we he was going to... Because, like, he doesn't live in London. He lives in a place called Banbury, which is about, I don't know, 90 miles north. And so we did we did wonder whether he was going to get home okay. Uh, thankfully, it sounds like Burger King saved the day. Shout out to Burger King Absolutely. saving Memphis Soul Stew. Well, happy birthday to you, Stuart. Happy Thank birthday, you Sam. very much for coming. It's always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Uh, Martin Greer at Martin Greer 73. Welcome back. Can we get a review of Tiger Stripe for the listeners who couldn't make the meetup? Who day? That was a shame. I think, Martin, you would have enjoyed that day. But um, what are you saying about Tiger Stripe? No, it's nice. I, I would say it was a session IPA. It was slightly sort of citrusy, like ever so slightly. Um, very drinkable though, like just you know refreshing, good solid beer. I thought. Yeah, it was a pale ale. Was it? I yeah, 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 yeah. It was a No, that uh, it was a pale ale. Uh, okay. And uh, but yeah, but it was their light. I think they marked or they kind of pitch it. Yeah. In yeah. between a pilsner and a session IPA. Okay. Yeah. So, it, but it was quite light for a pale ale. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was all right, wasn't nice. it? Nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, again, shout out to Two Tribes for hosting us for uh, really, really sorting out really good people there. Fantastic venue. Look out for Two Tribes beer in your local craft beer. Um, uh, Emporium, because uh, I do a whole... Emporium? N- I don't know, I was just thinking Keep of another off. word. Look at you trying to like, get all these words in there. Right, Sam Anger, first one for <laughs> Sam of the new season, at Sam underscore Anger, Britain's Joe Goodbury. Hello, Sam. Um, great to have you back, lads. Okay, there's, there's a three-pronged question. Uh, or not. No, four. Do you think we have gone from somewhat hero to zero in the space of a month with Williams and Green? Uh, I wouldn't go to zero, but I certainly think we've taken a we've, we've taken, taken a few we've taken a few body blows. But yes. I'm not I'm not on the floor screaming and wailing yet. I'm really not. I'm you're still like heading towards the ropes. But you're as not long on as the ropes that scheme yet. is solid and the and the players execute, um, and the coaching staff do their job. Yep. which I'm actually quite confident they will. I've liked everything in terms of coaching, mm-hmm. what they, they seem to have come up with and come out with. I really like that. But it's, you know, we need those guys to execute. And, of course, we need the rest of the team to stay healthy or else, you know, we are buggered. Uh, can Boyd step up and make up for Green's injury? I think we both discussed that. And that's yep. a, a yes, I think. Yeah, right? I think so. Prediction on the score in Seattle? No chance, mate. Far too early. Uh, I want to see who they pick up after Ross cuts. I want to see the final 53. Uh, I want to see how they play in pre-season. 
too early for any of that kind of ridiculous. No offence, Sam, but you know. Oh, you can leave Sam alone. Look at you at the end of the podcast. No, you're not our guest. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I you hate. Calm yourself down. It's like Tim Knowles again. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, no one knows what that will mean, by the way. But um, cut the people from the meetup. Yeah, they will. Um, Last, uh, you're not silly, Sam, at all. I didn't mean that. But I, I just think, I just reserve any prediction until I've seen the roster, until I've seen how they play in pre-season. I want to see who they, I really do think they may well pick up a few more players after roster cuts. Yeah. Um, lastly, did anyone drink the place dry on Saturday? Well, obviously, Stuart had a good crack at it. Well, I think everyone did. Tom uh, McDowell had a good crack at it. I certainly had a good crack at it. Yeah, I mean, team had a few. All the main, the main thing is that the bit we cleared the beer, so that's the main. It's thing. Impressive. It was. It was very good. Martin at Dorset Bengal. Shout out to Huda UK on this International Tiger Day. Oh, didn't know that. For the brilliant meetup at Two Tribes Brewery on Saturday. Can't wait for the new season and another session. Right there with you. And of course, the big, the next big session will be. The Rams game, I think. Which is not that far now, is it? Hilarious. No. It feels and like that's it the is, thing with the not. season, isn't it? Because you've had this kind of long period of inactivity. Yeah, yeah. I've really been enjoying the Cricket World Cup. Yeah, Really yeah. getting into that. And you've been away and so on and so forth. Um, but once you get on that roller coaster, it just kind of goes so quickly, I just, it? I really hope, honestly, I mean this, I just want us to be competitive this season. I really I do. honestly think we do. I hope we are, because I just think, you know, big changes around, new coach, and it's all by all accounts, for the most part. I know we've had some body blows the last couple of weeks, but it has been exciting and positive. Yeah. I really want to see us, like, and I'm not expecting big things. I'm not expecting a suitable run or a, you know, AFC title game, but just to be in the hunt of the playoffs mm. would do me. I'd take that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. Rosie at Rosie underscore May 16. How do you feel about our rookies this year? Who do you think will have the best year? Who are you most looking forward to seeing? For me, I'm excited to see how Sample performs. Also, just another big appreciation for the meetup. Great to see so many Bengals fans in one place. And Rosie, absolutely, you know, you were fantastic. Lovely to meet you and Ben in the flesh and thank you so much for coming down uh follow rosie she's a really passionate uh bengal supporter on twitter um how do i feel about our rookies i mean again time will tell but you hear really good things about you do really hear good things about sample yeah and i think he might just fly on the, under the radar you know he might be a really solid player for us i think the mo- the, th- the person that you want to succeed the most and we're desperate to know, succeed yeah, the most 100%. is Jermaine Pratt. 100%. 100%. He's a guy that will get the best chance as well. Sample's yeah. going to get better. If, I mean, you know, we need... Sample, our... you can slot in between between Eifert and, and Uzama. But Uzama. I, think, I honestly think Sample this year is going to be very much sort of red-shirted. I think he'll get maybe... Special teams. I think he'll be special teams. I think he'll get four or five. He might, might, but he's you never know. Three or you four never know. We don't need him to. Though. Next year, if he comes in and he's learnt not brilliant, we want Tyler Eifert to be healthy and see yeah. Joe's arm is a very good backup to him. So I don't think Sample will have that much of an impact this year. I hope he doesn't need to. But I, I completely agree with you on Pratt. I think he's he, that linebacking position is our weak point. There's no doubt about that. And I think he will get a chance. He'll play. And he'll need to learn pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. And watch out for Malik Jefferson as well. Yes. Last year's yeah, 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 forgotten yeah. man. Yes, The third-round linebacker. Uh, Bengals Jim again uh, how are you going to make sure the Admiralty doesn't run out of beer this year when we come over <laughs> there's no guarantee you know last year we drank the place dry so if it is the Admiralty this year then I'm sure they'll know to stop more beer 
Oh, absolutely, they're going to have to. I can't wait to see Tiger that. Stripe on tap. Come well, on, exactly. make it happen. Jamie at Trequart Beaster, uh, who Jamie came down to the meeting from Manchester at the weekend. It was great to see him. Hey, Jamie's got to get a shout out for this. The geezer got a coach down. It's about four or five hours on a coach you sat on. Gets down there. He's got to get from Victoria all the way up to us. He got a coach back that night, midnight. He got the coach back. He didn't get home until five o'clock in the morning. Now, that is dedication. Absolutely. And he's brilliant for that. So thank you for, for, for that dedication. After... Palmer debuted his silver fox look on the weekend. Who has the best hair in the NFL? You see, I see this 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 guy's mug quite regularly, so <laughs> uh, it doesn't. You know, this whole sort of you know slight grayness to it. I think it looks good. You know, no, you I'm, I'm buzzing the silver yeah, fox yeah, yeah. look. You know, this smart barnet. Absolutely <laughs> smart barnet. It's like solid handle. Is that what you walk? Smart barnet. Instead of like solid handle, you walk past people with good hair. And go, yeah, smart barnet. Smart barnet. Like. Smart barnet. Yeah, yeah. I think because we were thinking about getting t-shirts made for solid handle. Maybe we should get them for smart barnet as well. <laughs> to answer the question, to our American listeners, barnet means hair, basically. Um, Right, sorry. Bengals captain's going to enjoy that, and yeah. he, he loves it. Shouldn't have said. I should have let no, them Google that's it. You should, you should have let them do it. Yeah. Um, best hair. I mean, I tell you, most improved hair is Dalton's barnet. His used to be shocking back in the day. It was just a big <laughs> ginger mop, wasn't it? And yeah. that a geezer puts a bit of air gel in it, and he's probably improved himself about two points out of ten. My favourite is is Kaepernick's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, smart yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good afro. Yeah, yeah. And that's he a smart the best, dude. Is, best. Can you count him as an NFL player anymore? Well, there you go. You know, probably not at the moment. He's more an actor. Will he ever play again? No. You don't think he'll ever? No, I read a really interesting point about uh, Colin Kaepernick. I think he's sort of gets more kind of uh, notoriety, but he does more good as an activist. As he, as he, you know. More so than an NFL player. I'd love to see him play again. I'd yes. love to. I, I, I don't mean, there's lots of people out there that would disagree with you. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm with I you. I really like Kaepernick. And I, like I mean, what... just purely as an NFL player, let, let's not try and get over the political. He, I mean, you know, he, sh- he should be on a team. Or he should have been on a team. I think like, taking two or three years out well, of the game is probably yeah, not yeah, particularly yeah. healthy. I, that's why and... I don't think he'll come back anymore. No. I think, in, I think for what he wants to achieve, I think he's in a good space now. No, I mean, I remember back in the day when he was replacing Alex Smith and he was tearing mm. up the eight, you know, the title games. And but games then that last year when he was in the NFL, oh, he, he was, was terrible. But that was a terrible, terrible no, agree, 49ers agree, yeah. team. Like, there's, there was no other way. Yeah, he was thrown to... Um, I can't remember that guy that used to play for the Ravens, like their top weapon, who was long in the tooth. Like they, they really didn't have anyone. And I think, you know, I'm not suggesting that he should be starting, you know, for a big team, but yeah. certainly as a backup and as you know, the guy can run, he can <coughs> give you another option out there. There's every yeah, lot of teams. I think he's, been, I think he's done that. You know, are um, we really saying that you know Jeff Driscoll's a better option than Colin Kaepernick? You wouldn't try and take the upside of him. We're not going to have this discussion. But, nope. Um, no, because I know it, uh, it's a very divisive yeah, it a discussion. Uh, Peter Dadswell, he was there on Saturday. Always good to see Pete at Dadders. Uh, question for the pod recording tonight. At what point do NFL and mainstream media in the US stop referring to us as the Cincinnati Bengals and instead refer to us as they treat us, i.e. that other team in the AFC North that we're not interested in? I'd also like to contribute to the pod with, on behalf of all, many thanks to Paul and Nathan for organising and Nathan for organising the summer get together, <laughs> and their continued hard work that makes supporting the Bengals in the UK a much more social and enjoyable experience, irrespective of the actual fortunes of the team. 
There you go, Dallas. There you go, Dallas. Dallas was firing up his arm as well to get He was throwing the ball around. In yeah, the... we had a ball. We had a bit of a throw around. Well, like, you guys did. You had a bit yeah, of a throw around in the he car was, park. He was firing he? the arm up at the end there. Oh yeah, I, I would imagine Pete's Pete's got a good arm. Yeah, right, he took a. He got a couple of looseners, and then he was he, he's pinging him around. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I know what he means, and there's been some very negative stuff. Uh, you know, I had a bit of a row with Evan Silver on Twitter. God, defending us, I, I normally try and just stay pretty calm, but for for whatever reason, I bit. And but you know, he's a <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I don't care really. Oh mate, look at you now! You've lost it. You had two cans of two cans of lager, mate. You're slurring. And um, you started with Sam Angel. Now it's Evan Silver. <laughs> Who else is it gonna be? Mark Sessler. Mark Did you hear him the other day? And no. then around the he had a proper go at the Bengals, and he's just what forever. Did he say? I can't remember what he said. I just sort of blocked it out. And I he's did Browns buy. fan, isn't he? Yeah, but he's also this Brown. I mean, I'm loving, absolutely loving the hype the Browns again. I love it because yeah. they are they are literally deliberately. It's a media tactic. You the Browns for the last. However many years, 20-odd years, have been absolute laughing. Probably one of the worst teams in any yeah, yeah, professional yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done nothing since. They had a losing record last year. They've got a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. They've just signed the most divisive man in American football, Odell Beckham. Like, very, very sort of, like, diva personality. Baker Mayfield is probably second in that. Two of them on the same team with a new rookie head coach, Freddie Kitchens. It is, they're going to get one of those um, Netflix shows in there and get a watch of that. They're going to lose a couple of games. It is going to fold, be full-on meltdown. It's going to be fireworks. It is going to be a mess in there. Well, I built hope it so. up for it, and I everyone so. wants it to happen. If they but lose must, a game, I'm, people are going to be prodding yeah. hard at them. I mean, I must say, you look at their roster, and they've got the best roster, best-looking roster yeah. in the division, for sure. I don't think that's an argument, really. No, they probably have. So it's just a case of whether everything and everyone gels. But they, you know, you're right, they've got some big personalities oh, in we've, I mean, on paper, I mean, I, you know, if, if Green and everyone's healthy, we've got a good roster. There's a few teams, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. the Ravens probably have the weakest roster in the league. Well, this, this but... goes on to Martin at Dorset Bengal. Is this year's AFC North the most difficult to predict in the league? Well, if, uh, not if you speak to the Do you think the whole league seems very even this year? I do. And I, I actually think it's a lot closer. I, I do. I do think that the needle's pointing down on the Steelers, but you can never discount well, those I, guys. I think the Steelers, I, I personally think the Steelers and the Ravens are going to struggle to get to 8-8 eight and eight this season. And I think every year you say that, and they do. But I think the Steelers losing Brown and Bell is a big thing. It's a yeah, big it's deal, a big hit. And I think they're going to have some. And Ben's only a year older. He's yeah. got a lot of injury concerns. Like you know, every year that goes they've by, they've got for an him, off good offensive line though. Yeah, yeah, they do. But and they've got some nice defensive players. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I think they, they always are. And I think you know, a lot of people have a shots at Mike Tomlin, but you can't just argue with what he's put out on the field for the last. No. Ten years, and of so. course, you know the, the the Ravens are always tough to beat, but they've lost Harbaugh's a couple. Really well coached, so you know. The, coach. They've lost a couple of key defensive pieces, and of course, the big question is: is how long Lamar Jackson can sustain? Yeah, that's going to be really can sustain his style Absolutely. of play, and what scheme they're going to come up with to, you know, to, for him to be effective. They've also, you know, they drafted. They've got a couple of good tight ends now. They signed Mark Ingram, who's a really good running back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got some good-looking rookie-wide receivers for a change. 
you know, suddenly they might be more an, of, uh, an offensive team than a defensive team. Mm. So, I mean, they've got like eight and eight, nine and seven written all over them, I think, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, there's John questions. Harbaugh is such a good coach. If anyone's going to be out there, mm. get the best out of Lamar Jackson and run a scheme around that. What he did against us in Jackson's first game, just ran us into the ground yeah. it was a masterstroke. It yeah. really was. But that, was that wasn't necessarily that, that. Yeah, I agree. But that. You know, that was the offensive coordinator as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so. true, true, but still. So I, I, th- I do think it's going to be a really competitive division. Because I, 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 mean, I think we will be better than last year. I, I think really Martin, do. I think Martin's spot on, but I think the, the, the very interesting take on it is the bookies' take. Yeah. They have the Browns as a slight favourite with the Steelers and Ravens just crawling in behind them. Um, the Bengals are like eight, anywhere between 18 and 20 to 1. Mm. And to me, it's like, you know, barring the green injury and the Williams injury, which I think, and Bowling retiring, which to me is three big starters we've lost. I think whatever, and I know Green will be back, but you're still a bit like, God, especially on the offensive line. Mm. To me, that's absurd. Though. Just to win the AFC North, 20 to 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you put 100, and I think you put 100 pound that. on that, you win the AFC North, you get two grand. You know, uh, it's lovely to see Tyler Eifert catch some patches, passes yeah, again. Yes, we've got some players You know, there, Glasgow's mate. back and he was having a really good year last yeah, year. I wouldn't rule it out. Carl Lawson's back. I certainly, it's not, you to know, me, it's not 20 If we can just it's add not a few more pieces, I think. And, you know, there is the opportunity, there will be the opportunity to add another couple of pieces, cheap pieces as well. Because remember... Bowling's cap hit is gone, so yeah, there's an true, extra five, yeah. six million there. You've also got to so think, you know there's a little bit of room you've to also wiggle. Got, you've also got to think. I'm going to sign this off on a positive thing. So I've been a bit negative tonight, but there has been whenever there's a new head coach that comes in, players want to work hard to impress the new coaching staff. You not you not you can't you know work off the merit you had in the past for the old team. You want to impress. If you're a Carlos Dunlap and a Geno Atkins, you want to prove. To Zach Taylor, new guy, you'll prove I'm I'm the guy here, or all the younger guys. Like, yeah. give me a chance, you know. We, you can't Malik discount. Jefferson again, exactly. You know, like, you know, got something to prove. Exactly, he can say, "Look, I've got a clean slate here. I'm going to work my tail off, and hopefully, with Taylor, maybe he just gets more out of players anyway." Well, I have to motivated. say, you know, so you look at you listen to the players in their locker room interviews and their interviews and whatnot. They all seem to have bought in completely. Yeah, they're, they're loving the change and. Also, what Geo said, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, he's loving the change. It's it's like they needed that change to be refreshed and uh, reinvigorated, you know. Mm. So, yeah, bring it on. Um, okay, that's it for now. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, um, I I want to say that we're going to be back every week for the for the foreseeable, but I've got a few heavy things going on at the moment. So, you know, output for this podcast might be a little bit erratic in the next. Certainly, month or so, but we're going to do our best, obviously, and uh, you know, try and uh, bring you a podcast, um, you know, whenever we can. Uh, hopefully, by the season starts, things will have settled down a little bit, and then we can get back to our weekly uh, nonsense talking. Uh, Absolutely. But yes, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed that. It's another long one, uh, but you know, it's the first one of the season. Um, uh, so it only remains for me to say. It's a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.